Warning, we are a spoilers podcast. At times, we are also an offensive podcast. And we are most certainly a verbally explicit podcast. So if you fear for any of your delicate sensibilities, please back up now before you reach the point of no return. All right, pussies, this is your final warning. Welcome to the podcast that goes zero to 60 and I'm going to find the fuck out. And then, of course, slams on the brakes and goes 25 miles an hour in the fast lane, stopping traffic for miles. We are Cinematic Anarchy. And with me for this podcast today, I have, as usual, Miss B. Hello! Hello! And, uh, we've been down and out for a little while. This is our first podcast post-COVID infection of, like, everyone. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) No, I had the flu. You had the flu, that's right. Okay. I had COVID. Everyone else got COVID. I got the fucking flu, which isn't fair. Everyone in this... How is that not fair? You'd rather have COVID? I would rather get COVID because then I wouldn't have to use my own PTO. I could have the PTO from the state. Okay, that's a good point. That's a fair point. Yeah. Okay. Well, we all got COVID here. So, we one, two, three, you know... I had to use four full days of my own PTO. Uh, I did not use my PTO at all. I worked the entire time because I'm well, working from home. Well, we don't have home, the option so. to work from home anymore. Ah, oh, yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Well, outside of the uh, loveliness of illness, uh, we are going to go ahead and discuss a fantastic film that we got to watch over the past few days because you know what? After all of the uh, the celebrities that just kind of disappeared on us over the past month, we needed something good to watch. This was really good. This is a, this had a great fucking cast. I was not expecting this to be as good as it was because yeah. of the lead actor. The uh, gentleman Saul from... Saul fucking Goodman. Saul Goodman, yes. But I know him not just from that. He actually does a lot of work with David Cross. He's had a couple of different TV shows like Mr. Show that he was on. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of sketch comedy stuff. And I know him as a really goofy actor. Mm-hmm. So this was just, it kind of put him on the level of, like, Jackie Chan, as far as I'm concerned, with his, his kind of... Honestly, no. It, it kind of put him on, um, what was that fucking movie? Brawl on Cell Block? Right, Vince Vaughn. 29? Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Well, I'm not it, saying it he's a martial like artist, that... but the fighting style that he put forth, like, when he was doing hand-to-hand combat in the middle of the bus... That fighting style that he put forth, he didn't come off as a certifiable badass. He took a lot of really good shots. And that's kind of how Jackie Chan approaches his kind of fighting style. It's an everyman that's kind of getting into the fight, but he's getting his ass kicked while he's fighting as well. Uh, But I cannot praise this movie and the fucking kitty cat bracelet enough. (laughs) (laughs) It made you think that there was something to important about the kitty cat bracelet like had some significant meaning or something or like there was something special hidden inside the kitty cat bracelet but no it's just a regular kitty cat bracelet that it was just a regular charm bracelet it was yeah it was a regular charm bracelet but what it was it was sort of that that tether that's my kids you know you, you you can fuck with me as much as you want but if you fuck with my family and you fuck with my kids that's where his breaking point was 
So, Honestly, I think he just at once she said my kitty cat bracelet is gone. Could they have stolen it? That was his like excuse to go lose his shit. He like he's been needing to lose his shit for a long fucking time, and he couldn't. He couldn't do anything about it because he wanted to be a family man and get out of this whole fucking scene. Well, the whole montage of the beginning just kind of set up the monotony of his life. You know, him and his wife weren't really communicating. They had literally built a pillow wall between the two of them when they go to sleep at night, and uh, yeah. He was constantly having issues with missing the trash, and his wife's remindering, you missed the trash again. You know, it's like, I know that. I was just out there chasing after the trash truck, you know? I think it was just sort of the monotony of his life. He wanted to get out of what he was doing, but the more and more removed he got from it, the more and more listless that he got, and then the kitty cat bracelet was just that straw on the camel's fucking back. There is... Nothing in this movie that made me laugh harder than when he is holding the gun to the back of that guy's head. Where is the fucking kitty cat bracelet? <laughs> I'm just like, no. Honestly, my like my favorite part of that was every time he tried to explain who he was to the people that he just kicked the shit out of, they ended up dying before he finished his sentence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just. He'll like he'll turn around to be all dramatic and then turn back around to face them and they're all dead and he's like God damn it, right? It's just I'm trying to lay out what I am here. Well, I think he was doing that because he knows that the person that he's telling the story to isn't going to be breathing all that much longer. So let me go ahead and tell exactly. you. You know, he tells his whole story to the four dead guys in the basement before he sets the whole place on fire. They weren't completely dead when he started telling the story, though. There were a couple of them that were moving still. I think there was at least yeah. two dead and two that were kind of moving a little bit. I think the two in the middle that were still, like, alive. Because that guy who got the, the teapot to the back of the head, that, yeah, that guy was dead. Like, uh-uh. dead dead. Uh-huh. Uh, half of his brain matter is in that teapot. Just kind of yeah. drained back. I definitely did not realize that Christopher Lloyd was his father until like the very end fight scene he is where he's just like fucking shit up and like it was his laugh that made me recognize who he was it was up until that point he was so subdued even when he killed the first two guys that were in his room yeah he was so subdued it was just like not the Christopher Lloyd that I'm used to I didn't fucking recognize him and like Christopher Lloyd for as long as I've known him, always been old. He's he's one of those like perpetually old people that has never once been young in his life. He, he's he like looks Morgan the same. Freeman or fucking I don't know. <laughs> he looks exactly the same. Or Dumbledore as uh, well. Like if you go back, like when he was in the what are the the fucking uh, Back to the Future movies. Me stumbling yeah. on my tongue. There we go. First time for the podcast. Uh, he was old as shit. Still, he looked that old. When he was in those movies, he even looked kind of old back when he was doing the TV show Taxi and he was playing Reverend Jim, you know? Exactly. He's always, he's like a perpetually old person, but this is like a different kind of old. This is unrecognizable. How do you pronounce the other guy's name? Because I've heard I didn't even know he was still fucking alive. I thought he was like in a retirement home or some shit. He's still acting and shit. Like, I love him. He's an icon. And you saw that uh, you had our favorite villain in the movie from Turbo Kid. Michael Ironside mm-hmm. was playing the guy that he bought the uh, the warehouse from. Yep. 
I loved that. He's I'm, I'm gonna if I'm gonna sell this place, I don't want it to be a good offer. I want it to be a fucking great offer. Yeah. You know? Hey, and what better thing, offer the than entire an entire movie? Entire box of uh gold. <laughs> Just yeah. take all this. Go ahead, you were saying. the entire movie, like, the only, like, <laughs> genuinely nice person to him, to Hutch, was his boss. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, everybody else kind of, The problem was is that he had to subdue himself so much that he could not let little bits of his former life leak out. So you've got, like, the next-door neighbor who is just like, you know, if it was my family or if he came over here, you know... I could have yeah. used the exercise, and then the cops, like, if that was my family, man, I would have taken care of business. You got uh, wh- Uncle whatever his name is, who basically points the gun at him. He's like, no, no, don't worry, the safety's on. Wait, hold on. Uh, oh, now the safety's on. His wife's on. brother. His wife's brother, yes. Uh, which means that that is... Sir! His, that is... What was that? Alfredo. I didn't hear him that time. I heard you. Just, woo out of nowhere. I... Oh, yeah. No, he <laughs> he went, what? What? Okay, there we go. Well, that means that Michael Ironside would have been his father-in-law then, if I'm not mistaken. That would have made Michael Michael Ironside his fi- father-in-law because that's his son. Okay. Yeah, because he was talking about, he goes, wanting to, wanting to give him, this guy, his youth and wanting to give the father a decent retirement. You know, that's why, you know, he goes, I want a little piece of this for myself. He goes, I don't want to put you guys out to pasture, but I want to see you have a good retirement, and I want to see him enjoy his youth, which is yeah. kind of a lie. You could tell he was kind of gritting his teeth, like, no, I just want him the fuck out of here. You, I don't mind seeing retire. You, I'd like him to I, go. <laughs> I didn't realize there was an after credit scene the first time around. No? No? No, I, re- I, I saw it the second time around, though. <laughs> what did you think about the, uh... The house shopping at the end. <laughs> Does it have a basement? Does it have a basement? Immediately, the first question. Does no, this place have a basement? Seriously, okay. The, 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 the ending scene, quote-unquote ending scene, that I wanted to like bitch and moan about okay. was why the fuck... Okay, this guy, this, uh, the, the fucking um, Julian, mm-hmm. he doesn't like seem like he's a total, complete dumbass. No. Right? No. He's, he's not a complete fucking dumbass. He, like, earlier in the movie, when fucking Hutch went into his club, mm-hmm. and he was having dinner, he, like, un- he took the napkin off and showed him that he had a fucking landmine. Yep. And, like, this dude knows this guy has a fucking landmine. The ending, like, fight scene where he kills Julian, he duct tapes the landmine to a fucking SWAT shield. Yeah. I think it's like a blast shield or whatever. Out, yeah. And he's shooting at the fucking thing. Why would you shoot at a fucking landmine? Why would you why would you not shoot at his feet where he can fall on his fucking face and then blow himself up? I think the the, the main thought might have been in his head like first of all, the guy needs shooting classes. Whatever. Honestly, he was doing are, a horrible these guys job took, shooting. Like, stormtrooper classes. Exactly. Well, that's a lot of these movies. The villains are taking stormtrooper classes. They can't hit a fucking broadside of a barn with the barn in front of them. Mm. But I think the first thought in his head might have been to shoot the landmine while it was still at a safe distance, so it hurt him, not him. You know, he would still get hit with shrapnel, though. So it's hurt. Well, yeah, he would have still gotten hit with shrapnel. But this thing's coming at him either way, 
And he's not in any shape because he already took that first concussive blast from the uh, the grenade earlier on in the film. Which is on the strong side of the blast shield. I understand that, but if he had got him at a sense. if he got oh, him God. at a decent distance, he would have knocked Hutch on his uh, Hutch on his ass, and then he could have taken him out. But he kept shooting when he got him too when he got too close. Well, at that point, at that point, he already committed to shoot. At shooting. that point, just shoot him on the fucking ankles. That's a good point. I mean, aim, he could have... Aim for the feet! Aim for the feet, because he wasn't covering his feet. He could have taken his foot out. You're right. He could have taken his feet out. He would have fallen on his face, and then he would have blown himself up. You no, know, that wasn't a head-to-toe coverage. That was maybe, like, mid-knee-to-toe coverage, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Shoot him in the shin. That, that was, like, head-to-shin. If you see it's not penetrating, shoot down here, yeah. Yeah, you know, I could, I could see that was, not a, that was not a good maneuver on his part. But I also think that, I mean, you've seen, you saw him throughout the film. He was more reactive than intelligent. Yeah. So a lot of what he did was he said, he, somebody fucks with him, he reacts with a show of power. Doesn't matter if I fucking hated my brother, you're going to pay for his death. Exactly. Yeah, even, even like in the scene where uh, they, were, they were talking about the guy not having confidence in his group being able to protect the object. Right, yeah. and he immediately goes and takes that guy out, slits his throat. The guy that's like a three percent investor in the object. shareholder, yeah. And uh, it was immediately reactive. You questioned my power and authority. I'm going to do something absolutely batshit crazy so that I can reestablish that I'm fucking. I'm the guy. I'm the man. Don't question me exactly. again. So he. Did a lot of reactive this, stuff. This movie gave me very strong, like, um, oh my god, I had the perfect combination. Home Alone meets um, Hobo with Shotgun vibes. Yep, I would have given you that. I would have, I would have, I went with Home Alone and uh, Brawl and Cell Block uh, 99. Yeah. Just that, that vibe, the, the guy that you did, wouldn't the expect. The Home Alone, fucking the way he renovated that whole fucking workspace my thing is this he renovated the entire space by himself because at that point he didn't have all that artillery oh you 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 gotta know that he had that somewhere stashed in that basement (laughs) i guarantee you he had most of that stashed down there with the fucking like six inch steel sliding door something to that nature he had not completely removed he had himself a from that nuke life. shelter in his basement. <laughs> but he also he had a shelter, but he also, as you uh, saw with the four corpses that he basically had. Yeah, in he basement. said he said he he rigged it so that it like burns three times as hot as it takes to. Because he has that thing in the back of his head. There's at some point somebody may catch up with him from his old life, and he needs the opportunity. To be able to burn the evidence down to the ground, nothing can be yeah, left he's seven from his former life. Which we all found out recently what the seven two tattoo means. You did more research than I did, so I'm going to go ahead and let you run with the seven two tattoo. So it kind of references like poker, but also he mentions throughout the movie that he's from one of those like three letter name corporations. Like was, the CIA, NSA, OSS. Well, he was actually OSS's an all-around auditor CIA. for several different three-letter corporations. Yeah. And he explains that being an auditor means 
you're the last fucking person that anybody wants to see as you're not going to leave anybody left seeing anything. And so the, the seven, and, two, um, the, the seven, two is seven like, it's the worst the hand you can be dealt. Right, right, right. Now I knew that part that it was statistically one of the worst hands you could be dealt because there's literally nothing you can do with it. So if you're playing yeah. like a, what is it? A, a, five, a seven card draw or the, I don't know what the, is it Texas Hold'em? Is that what it's called? Where you you have the two cards and then they draw the five for the river? I believe I it's called Texas I don't play a lot of Hold'em, card games. But I don't play a lot of poker either. At best, I do five card draw. That's it. Uh, yeah. But if you're given those two cards, there's literally nothing that you can do with it. You have to depend upon the river. Because seven, you know, the seven two, there's nothing you can connect it to. There's nothing you can throw in the middle of it. It's statistically one of the worst hands that you can get in poker. So one person said the two of diamonds essentially means he doesn't make mistakes and the seven of spades is said to be certainty and truth. So both represents that he knows he has a bad hand, but he knows what he's doing with it. And then another person said the seven two unsuited is the worst hand you can be dealt in a game of poker, just like Mansell is the worst thing that you could possibly happen to anybody that he was assigned to deal with. Right, right. So either way, it I like I like news. that really like small detail, and like they they made a note of it at the very like first fight when he's in the tattoo shop. Well, that's before he even gets to the first fight. That's when he's getting ready to hunt down the two people that stole his yeah. watch. He thinks stole the bracelet, which turns out not to be true. Which turns out to be under their couch. Right, like literally this thing that was under the couch in his basement for some reason. <laughs> it was. The catalyst for all this fucking shit that happened. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing special about the bracelet. It was just a, her, his kid's bracelet. Well, it's obviously one of his kid's favorite bracelets, so. Yeah. But this is, like, a, I, I, I'll I give this movie, like, a solid eight and a half out of ten. Oh, yeah. It's got, like, oh, yeah. good funny points. It's got great fight scene. It's got Christopher fucking Lloyd. I would definitely welcome... A sequel to this movie, honestly. And oh, what was his fucking name? The barber. The barber. Uh, what I was his fucking name? Tony something. I don't know the name of the barber off the top of my head. No, he had just such such a small role. I don't even have him listed on the uh, the grouping of people they have noted noted for the main cast here. Why? What what was significant about the barber for you? No, no, he's he's just like a face I've seen in multiple other movies. He's a great fucking actor. He always plays like a really good, intimidating bad guy. Uh, his name's Banyan in the movie. <laughs> Banyan, B-A-N-I-O-N, Banyan, uh, played by Colin Sa- uh, Salmon. Hang on, you're you're just looking it up. My phone's being stupid. Ah, well, well, you, you you try to Google, but you can only Google if your phone works with you, and unfortunately, sometimes that does not happen. So, how do you spell his last name? The name of the last. Okay, the uh, guy's name Colin Salmon. Uh, S A L M O N. Salmon. Salmon. S A L M O N. Salmon. Salmon. Are you seriously saying salmon right now? It could be salmon, but I call salmon. I, I. Thank you. I don't want to assume that he calls himself salmon. I don't want to assume that he names himself after a fish. It could be salmon. You don't know. You do not know. How do you know he named himself? How do you know he didn't just keep his parents' name, his birth name? Uh, maybe he went <laughs> into the world of acting and decided he just wanted to act a little fishy. Who knows? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, there's Susie Salmon from The Lovely Bones. 
Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Fine. So, what, what, what was your uh, point, anyway, to this whole... I don't know, I just like that he was, like, a, a nice little added detail. So we went on a, we went on a like, two, three-minute Google fest for, <laughs> for no point. You, I thought you had a point. He was a famous actor. I thought Originally, I thought he was the Candyman, but he wasn't. 90%, he was the guy from fucking Resident Evil. 90% of them were famous actors. They had the RZA in here. They had a really Rizza. great fucking, yeah. They had a really great cast. <laughs> it was... I honestly thought it was a great cast. I, I put that in there with the whole Brawl and Cell Block 99 thing because yeah. it was a role for an actor that I had not previously seen Did not seen expect this for. Because yeah. he literally plays th- that character that you're seeing. The, the, the meek, you know, sometimes the father character, sometimes it's the sidekick. Sometimes the snaky fucking lawyer. You know, it's, it's never, you know, the, never... the kick-ass guy, you know. Yeah. Never the soldier of fortune. Nothing like that. And so when I saw mm-hmm. him from that from the moment he fucking screamed for the kitty cat bracelet through that bus scene, through him stealing his next door neighbor's car, you know, <laughs> and just spouting Zero the to same 16, line. I'm about to find the fuck out. Right. Spouting the same exact line. What is it he said? I'm gonna go zero to sixty and I'm about to find the fuck out. Yes. Uh on through basically the entire movie. It's just that one thing. Solid, solid fucking film. And the reason I appreciated the movie as much as I did is because I don't think it was more than five minutes into the movie before the home invasion started. Yep. Exactly. I like that it's like it's not slow to start. Yeah, it didn't take forever. They didn't lay down a whole bunch of backstory. They kind of let the pieces fall as they may as he was going along. They didn't yeah. need all the backstory to set it up. They were just like, here's the home invasion. Here's him about to knock this girl's brain out with a fucking, uh, was that a, a driver? That whole line <laughs> where like he's being talked to by the cops and they're like, so who the fuck are you? And he's like, me. And pulls out a can of cat food for the cat that he just rescued from this fucking war zone. Right. Lights a cigarette. I'm nobody. Like, bro, come on. Me? I'm nobody. Come on. No, Come on. That's, but it's the so perfect crazy. light. It is the perfect light in that moment, And they look at him and go, that's not exactly a, a decent answer. He goes, well, that's the best <laughs> answer you're going to get. <laughs> you know? He's trying to be Clint fucking Eastwood, and I can't. He's he's playing it cool because exactly what happened two seconds afterwards when they both got called and they had to let him <laughs> yeah. fuck go, he knows who he is. He knows what's going to happen. And he also knows that he can't exactly tell the cops, I'm an auditor for the government. I kill people for the CIA, the FBI, whoever the fuck hires me to kill people. You yeah. know, I'm basically, something fucked up happens. I'm an international happens. assassin. Somebody steals from us. Something fucked up happens. They call me in to clean up the mess. Uh, <laughs> all, <laughs> all I can think of is that fucking TikTok audio. Because I'm an international super spy. Super spy! <laughs> I, all I can see is Rowan Atkinson when you're doing that. <laughs> Fucking Johnny English. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm going to give you my two favorite scenes in the movie. Just two little moments that happened throughout the film that I thought were like the best. Okay. First one 
is the one we already talked about. The guy finds the 7-2, sees the 7-2 on, on his wrist. Old timer is like immediately, thanks for your service, locks everybody into the room with him. He's like, I'm out of here. Did you hear seven locks go off? And then this guy who was talking tough two seconds ago talks like three octaves higher. I'm going to help you. <laughs> like he had just been kicked in the balls. <laughs> that was the great. best. Uh, just point me in this direction of that tattoo right there. That's all I need. Second thing that I thought was the best was the bus scene. But as a yeah. specific moment in the bus scene, he gets tossed out the window, <laughs> picks himself off off the ground, goes back in, gets on his knees, cuts off the seatbelt, and immediately goes, run. And the girl gets up. She's like, thank you, thank you, thank you, and is out the bus. <laughs> okay, so for me... It was that scene, but it was when he grabbed the phone. It was like after he got thrown out the window and grabbed the phone from the bus driver. It was like, don't call the cops yet. Oh, no, no. And walked back on. No, 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 no. Did He didn't grab the phone from her again, did he? Because he grabbed the phone from her the first time just before he shut just the door Just before on he her. pushed everyone out? Yeah. He, he basically, most people Oh, no, out. you're right, you're right, you're right. The big tough guy that they were trying to stare yeah. down walked his ass out. She's trying to, she's trying to like, ask if he's okay. It's just like, nope, hang on. Then he opens up the gun, empties all the bullets on the floor. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> right? But he delivered it in such a way that it like, it's like, I'm going to fuck you up. But it didn't sound like he could actually fuck them up. Like he... My favorite part was, um, my other favorite part was Christopher Lloyd sitting in his fucking nursing home chair, fucking blowing off two shotgun shells on two random guys fucking oh, yeah. breaking into his room just uh, and the nurse runs in and he's got this guy fucking like dying on his lap and shit dude got the like, hand over the guy's the TV mouth. down yeah you need to turn the tv down god damn it i thought there was some shit going on <laughs> and then he gets a call from <laughs> their buddy uh right. harry harry yes right harry mansell or something so is this their brother his brother no no, because Har Harry's uh, the RZA. RZA. I don't think that's his brother, no. I know it says Harry Mansell, Hutch Mansell, but yeah. I wonder if it's maybe like a code name that they gave them. For like their team? For their team, yeah. that The last name seems to be the same, you know, I mean, but... Because it's like his father, him, and this guy. They didn't provide enough explanation as to exactly what this guy was to him, because this guy was adamant about staying and hiding. They only talked through radio communication. So Yeah, but he's also the only other guy that fucking... Possibly a brother-in-law? The last name may even be just... Like I said, we were saying, it may just be like a code name. Something mm. that they use to identify, you know... His name may not be Harry. Or... Yeah. Is it, is it Henry? No, it's Harry. Hutch may not even be Hutch. That may not have been their original name in the real world before they went under whatever they were doing. But it would make sense if he was like an adopted brother or a half-brother or some shit, because families like to do that whole alliteration thing with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate that. Oh, you saw, they did that with uh, Charmed, where all the mm -hmm. girls were started with P. I know. Piper, Prue, you know, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't remember the rest of the names. Piper, Page, I don't remember Prue, the rest of them either. Else. Page! Page. But there's another was one. Page? There's Piper, Page, Prue, and Phoebe. Phoebe. But it's Phoebe. the only one that didn't sound like P. It starts with a P, but it's... It's a fee. 
It starts with a P, but it's a fee. Yes. <laughs> I'm All not right. Drunk. So I think we've uh, gone ahead and discussed the film enough. We're gonna go. What? <laughs> what did you say? I'm not drunk. <laughs> I I need to be it drunk. It starts with a P, but it's a fee. <laughs> I need to be drunk. I'm not yet. All right. We're going to go ahead and uh, let our uh, sponsor speak for itself, and then we will be right back in a few moments, and we will sit down and have a little discussion about the the, uh, folks that we've lost this year. And, you know, there's several people that I hold dear to my heart. Damn, we're going to kill the vibe. We're going to kill the vibe, but we're going to try our best to kill the vibe in the best way, okay? I need to refill my drink. You're going to need a drink for this. All right, so... For the second half of our podcast today, we're going to have a bit of a downbeat. Hopefully not too much of a downbeat. We're going to talk about some decent actors that have passed on this year. Uh, it's a really shitty first swing. Ho- hopefully not too much of a downbeat. You're, we're about to fucking break everyone's hearts with who's died this year. What what icons we've lost. What icons? We- it's It's only been January! Exactly. It's only been a month, and 2022 fucking sucks. Okay, can I just say fuck you, 2022? Fuck you, 2022. That, that that's we the need, slogan we need for the a rest remix of the year. Low key, fuck 2020. Right? Just fuck that you, song 2022. Is a fucking bop. <laughs> so first, uh, first up to bat here is Bob Saget. Sydney Poitier. Oh, oh, you're gonna go with Sydney over Bob? I'm gonna go with Sydney. Sydney. Okay. Okay. Sydney Poitier. Well, then, you if you're going to take Sydney first, I'm going to let you take Sydney first. Go. Well, we... Go, Sydney. Sydney died this year. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else do you want me to say? Is that is that the, the entire eulogy that you have planned for Sydney Poitier? <laughs> Sydney died this year. Goodbye. <laughs> the entire eulogy I had for everyone <laughs> on this list. Just... <laughs> Did you ever they died you, this year and it sucks? <laughs> have you ever seen Sidney Poitier in anything? That that's where you have to start right there. I can personally say that I, I I've I know that I've seen uh is it Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Was that the one that was yep. uh That was the big one. Guess who's coming to dinner. That's the But the one that I saw before that and this is something that my father used to watch the old TV show, uh, In the Heat of the Night, that had Carol O'Connor in it as sort of the, the semi-racist uh, sheriff. Um, Sidney Poitier uh, starred in the film version of that back in 1967. Uh, so that's the entire reason that that TV show even exists, is his role as Virgil Tibbs in the movie. Yeah. Uh and uh, Rod Steiger uh, played the Carol O'Connor role from the TV show in the movie. So that was... Those are the big two for me. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and In the Heat of the Night. Those are uh, the ones that I remember him from. I don't remember a lot of the other stuff that he's done. He had a little bit here and there, like Little Nikita he was in, um, starring alongside of uh, River Phoenix. Uh, Sorry, Joaquin's... we don't mean to have my boyfriend laughing in the background during this. This is not an appropriate time to laugh, my love. Well, they made us laugh. <laughs> they made us it. cry. Fredo's just laughing because he's a cackling That's fool. That's how he copes. That's how he copes. 
Laughter is the best medicine. Sidney Poitier also starred in the 1997 version of The Jackal. And uh, an earlier film called Sneakers. So these are like all movies that I've seen that he's uh, had, you know, one role or another in. Uh, I haven't done a lot of research on what celebrities have died this year. <laughs> well, I know a few. let's let's go with Bob Saget because Bob Saget, I know you have seen something of his, whether it be yeah, stand-up comedy or his role as the the dad in uh, Dumb and Dumberer. <laughs> And recently there was, like, a, a little controversy within the group about Bob Saget. Oh, that was, uh... I don't even and know how to put gonna, that. We're not, we're not gonna, like, state who said what or whatever, but there's there's always been this rumor going around that about Bob Saget being, like, a, a pedophile. Yeah, no, and that, that was actually... And the Olsen twins specifically stated that he wasn't, like, inappropriate with them, but there was that whole scene which everybody rightfully is concerned about that that whole thing where he admitted to fucking around with the doll that was portrayed to look like the Olsen twins it was a stand, when yes. they were so the whole thing was uh you got to understand that it's like it's the 80s we're talking about comedians. yeah it was a different time but that doesn't make it right oh i'm not saying that it makes it right but you also can't take it out of the context of the time where it was a more accepted thing to act that way. Yeah. You know, it's not accepted and now, but when you talk... A lot of people have been taking his, like, personal roast... As gospel. Seriously? Like, have you seen no, the way they, that they they've roast... they taking these, like, jokes seriously, and that whole thing with uh, Gilbert Gottfried... Right, right. Where he was like... Bob Saget raped and killed a girl in 1994, or some shit like that. And that that was just him trying to be fucking edgy. That's that's that was never a real rumor. That was never a thing that actually happened. No. That was comedy, debunked. Comedy Central roasts in general they are in existence would for not the fact pass today. that they are they are filthy. They push the taste of comedy. You know, well, mm-hmm. that's not even exactly true. There are some comedians that still kind of push the envelope a little bit. I would put that in almost like uh, Daniel Tosh territory, a lot of those roasts. Yeah. They, they kind of push... Bill Burr. Bill Burr. There's a lot of comedians that kind of push uh, the... Tom Segura. Uh, this is... Uh, oh, God. There's a lot of comedians out there that kind of push the levels of taste. Yeah. Just a little bit. Kind of no-holds-barred comedians. And the problem is, is that people don't understand that it's comedy. And that's where we kind of, we lose touch a little bit. See, that's the thing. It's not that they don't understand it's comedy. It's they know it's comedy, but comedy is subjective to the audience. It's also comedy based off of a subject that might, some people might find touchy. You know, yeah, it might trigger some certain people. Some people will get triggered by, exactly. Some people may take it as reality and run with it and make an entire Twitter war about a guy based off of nothing. <laughs> Yep. So, yeah. Bob Saget was fucking American's dad, America's dad. He was yeah. the guy for ages. They brought him back for the, the newer television show, and he was America's dad again. A little bit more edgy at this point, because he wasn't really comfortable going completely back I mean, to what he, he was. I mean, he kind of did the same thing that most Disney stars did. He wanted to get out of the family little kid lovey-dovey shit and get into like more adult 
comedy. Well, that was also the explanation that a lot of like a lot of his co-stars had for his antics behind scene. Almost all of them did it. Because they were yeah. in a show that was basically, you know, the very clean cut. Everybody in the show was very That's that's how everybody knows you for the rest of your life is you're this you're the you're the fucking heartfelt lovey-dovey fucking family guy dad. Right. So, I mean, all of them kind of had their own little ways of acting out. And he kind of acted out. They couldn't be their, their full selves. Bob Saget himself, anybody. though, as a comedian, was not that person that was portrayed yeah. on TV. He had a cushy role for years, but he was not that comedian. He was foul-mouthed. He was almost as foul-mouthed as George Carlin at the time. You yeah. know? Exactly. And he was stuck Damn. in a role where, basically, if he had stepped out of that line and gone back to what he was, he wouldn't have had a job. Yeah. So, moving on, moving on from Bob Saget to Meatloaf. Meatloaf. In unison now. Wow, there we go. Right. <laughs> Meatloaf, I know for a lot of different roles. Meatloaf has been in quite a few things. He was he was the bo- the bouncer at the at the bar in Wayne's World. Yep. Um he play he played the guy the the it was a Dave with the bitch tits in uh that's exactly what they called him. That's not me, you know, stepping out of line. That's the line from the movie. No, that's that that yeah. Uh in, in Fight Club. <laughs> um he Rocky even, Horror. He was in Rocky Horror. Oh my god, Rocky Horror, of course. Eddie. Rocky Horror. Um he was also in one of the last movies that John, uh, oh, sorry, Patrick Swayze did, Black Dog, um, which is a truck I, I didn't a see movie that. about truckers. It was not a good movie. <laughs> I would look back at it now just because both Patrick Swayze and him had passed away and they were the leered roles in the movie, but it was not a good film. Yeah. You know, trucker revenge movie. Huh? He was in Monk. Monk, he I was, wasn't he? I did a whole Monk he? binge last year. He was, wasn't he? he? I don't remember what exactly he did in Monk, but he definitely was in Monk. He was Reverend Hadley Jorgensen. He played a priest? Yeah. He played a reverend? <laughs> <laughs> Which is appropriate, because he was in another movie that we watched earlier on last year. Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, playing the dad. Yep. You know, the ultra-Christian, you know, completely against his type dad. So he was in House. Oh God, he's been in in, in so many things. But Meatloaf he's in general, and I remember him for his. I wouldn't be music. surprised if he was somewhere in Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I, I, no, Everybody's I wouldn't be surprised. Been in Grey's fucking Anatomy, apparently. He was. Oh God. I just I just fucking finished Grey's or whatever's on Netflix for Grey's. Yes. Yes. Literally everybody's been in fucking Grey's. Um, he was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show episode of Glee. He played himself in South Park. <laughs> well, of course. Who else is going to play Meatloaf? Who else are you going to get to play Meatloaf in anything? Prayer Matt, like they do for everybody. <laughs> no, no, that would have been that would have been too much. I mean, if you're going to have Meatloaf, get Meatloaf. He yeah, was... no, they were big enough, so. He was also, for some Park reason... really, like, dropped off le- lately. I have to watch this now, because I don't remember this. But he was, for some reason, in the really bad film adaptation of the movie, of, of the video game Blood Rain. I, I, I had no idea. That. No idea at all. So I, that I'm going to have to watch, because that is a little strange. Okay, 
lastly on our list, because he's of all the people that we personally recognize, lastly on the list, and I'm not sure you recognize him as much as I do. Oh, there's two more. Louis Anderson. Yep. Louis Anderson, um, he was a, a, a big comedian, uh, late 80s, early 90s. He's had his own uh, television shows. He's had a couple of television shows. Um, he even had he had his own cartoon for a little while, like a little Louis cartoon, which I thought was uh, Life with Louis about him when he was a kid, uh, which was loosely based off of him. He also uh, starred from 2016 to 2019 in the uh, Comedy Central, the oh, sorry FX late night FX show Baskets. I didn't watch that. I watched a little bit of it. It's him. Uh, I want to say Zach Galifianakis is in it as well. I definitely <laughs> recommend fucking... watching it. It was a, it was an interesting show, and he actually plays, if I'm not mistaken, a uh, a transsexual woman in the show. Zach Galifianakis is a fucking gem. Oh, there needs to be more Zach out there right now. I think he's I need, picking and I choosing his I need more between roles. two ferns. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Uh, or just, you know, we could, uh, no, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to leave that one back in my head. I don't need to say that one out loud. Uh, there's okay. certain things you don't say out loud. No, there's certain things you don't say out loud. Certain things you don't say out loud. No more hangover movies. No more hangover <laughs> I'm, I've had my fill. Thank you very much. Three is enough. You know, the hangover after the hangover. Two was enough. Two was enough. The third one was Two not was that enough. good. The third one was the really second not second one wasn't that good. <laughs> I thought the second one was good. Wasn't that they were bad? All right, but like the the first one, it was good enough. The the running uh, Mike Tyson After gag. The first one, it was just fucking repetitive. The running Mike Tyson gag honestly needed to just be. Yeah. All right. The last guy on our list. The last guy on our list is one that you don't recognize, but I do. Uh, okay. And I'm not sure that I, I, is it. Be, I'm not sure if you've actually seen any of the shows that he was involved with. Howard Hessman. Probably not. He played uh, Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati. He was their kind of hippie DJ for the uh, radio station. I yep, nope. I personally recommend, if you like any of the old like uh, 80s comedies like Full House, so on and so forth, if you go on HBO, they have the entire run of Head of the Class, which actually okay. has... Quite a few uh, famous bit actors from different things uh, that you'll probably recognize throughout the show. But that was probably one of my favorite performances from him. He played a substitute teacher who came in and was hired as the permanent teacher for uh, the advanced placement class. Okay. So that was that was a pretty good show. I definitely recommend watching that. He was in a lot of different movies that... Uh, I remember watching, he mo mainly played a lot of, I don't even know how to put it, he he, he sort of played a lot of hippie characters, Yeah, kind of went along with his uh, Johnny Fever the character. The stoner, stoner vibe. He was in Flight of the Navigator, he was the doctor in the Flight of the Navigator movie. I don't think I watched that. Ooh, you must watch Flight of the Navigator, <laughs> you must. Go. Run over to Disney Plus, watch Flight of the Navigator, because that's that was an oldie worth watching. He was in Drop Dead Diva for a short period of time. He had a quick role in CSI. He was also in ER, Psych, Boston Legal. Like I said, he was in a lot of bit roles in different TV shows. 
Oh, damn. I, you're breaking up. Oh, am I breaking up on your end? I, I apologize. A little bit. Uh, no, you're good. Okay. Well, if, if I'm, I'm back. I just kept chattering for a moment. I... <laughs> oh, that works. I was running down all the television shows that he was in. I did not realize that they tried to bring him back in a TV show in 2007 called John from Cincinnati. You want to turn the heater off? Which, uh... Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> you need to mute yourself. I, I thought I was on mute. I personally can't turn your heater off. I'm several towns away. But, uh... Okay, I'm Fredo sorry. can get on that. Fredo can get on that. Uh, I'm gonna do it. You do it yourself. But, uh, after being in both of those TV shows, he actually made a living for himself. He was, there's not a year here where he didn't dip into some TV show or another. So if you go yeah. over his IMDB, you'll see that he is all over He's shows. in a little bit of everything. Oh, I mean, he's, he's been in everything from House to Boston Legal. He was in that 70s show, uh, Crossing yeah. Jordan, The Mesmerist, which I don't even know what that is. Uh, Touched by an Angel, which is a horrible name for a TV show. Just horrible. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a terrible name for a TV show. That sounds like... Awful. That sounds like they something... They were trying to be cute, but it wasn't. It sounds like something you go to the police officer. The, 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 the police officer. The police <laughs> station. Uh, officer. Officer. Oh, no. I've been touched by an angel, or he called himself an angel, and he wouldn't stop. <sighs> okay, and now you've got a devastated look on your face, or a surprised look on your face, or... Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm looking at Facebook, and there's a very... Bad-looking leopard gecko. Oh. Uh, yeah. Miss, so, Miss B uh, is, is, is a uh, protector and... Uh, rehabilitator. Rehabilitator, adopter of all sorts of leopard geckos. She has several. How many are, how yes. many are still left? I still have all four. You have, still have all four. I thought that one had... There was one that you had that... Uh, we were going to rehome a couple, but... We ended up keeping all of them. <laughs> oh, I know that you were talking about parting ways with I gave a couple. One to, I, just... I gave one to Winter, but um, I still like go over to their house and take care of him and stuff. Well, of course. I mean, because you're no, the one this, teaching her to take care of him. This has got some like, shit coming out of his eye. Oh. Oh, no. And, yeah, no, it's bad. It's very bad. Oh. And, like, a prolapsed butthole. And I... the other eye is just, like, gone. What? Who? Who has pictures of this? What it's you... on a reptile rehabilitation group. What? The person that posted it is rescuing them. <sighs> you want to talk about yeah. throwing the end of this episode off on a downbeat? Just... <laughs> right? I, I don't know. Le hey, man, you asked about it. Yeah, I just... I didn't expect leopard gecko with a prolapsed butthole. I'm sorry. I just... I just... That was a lot to take in. I, don't mind the stuff. I'm going to show you a picture, but don't mind the stuff on his mouth. That's just like, um, just, you know what? Special send, food. Send, I, what is, that's a horrible picture. Take that away. Yeah. Take that away. That's, I'm surprised that's alive. Me too, honestly. Oh my God. You know what? It, it looks like, it honestly looks like a mushroom is growing out of this leopard gecko's eye. All I have to say is this. I'm going to, we're going to end the episode here because talking about devastated geckos and what I'm going to say, I love my cat. I know you love your dog. I know you love your geckos. I I, I love the dog. I can't stand my I, dog. I love sugar. He's the worst. Oh, you love your dog and you know it. Otherwise it wouldn't be He's there the with his worst. little crooked teeth. He oh, wouldn't be goodness. in your house if you didn't, if you didn't love him. So that being said, take care of your fucking pets or we're going to send yeah. Hutch after you. Honestly. No, oh. we're going to send John Wick after you. John Wick? We haven't done the John yeah. Wick movies. We haven't. 
We need to. I have. I still haven't watched the John Wick movies. I haven't either. Don't say that out loud to Thomas. He will fucking kill us both. He probably will, he but you know what? He loves those can, movies. He can find out when he listens to this episode if he ever does. There's a fourth one coming out. There's a oh fourth God. John oh, Wick honestly, movie coming let it out. Die. Should we? They should have let the Matrix die. Should we do? I don't want to. I don't want to do a triple play. I, I really couldn't get through three movies just talking about three movies. No. No. And that's a lot of Keanu Reeves to take in in one evening, too. <laughs> On, granted, he's America's baby, but there's only so much you can take of one person. Keanu Reeves, as far as I'm concerned, is like he an acquired plays- taste. It's something... It's not... You know, it's like... I know. I've always loved Keanu Reeves. It's like chocolate for me. I can't eat chocolate all the time. Every once in a while, I have a craving to, 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 to have Lake chocolate. House did it for me. You know? No, you know what did it for me? Bill and Ted... Two, his <laughs> journey. That's what fucking watching that, and I was they like, never have done a remake of Bill and Ted. They should never have done a remake of The Matrix. Like it was good the way it was left off. Though I did not mind. I did not like number two. I liked the first Bill and Ted. I liked the last Bill and Ted. The one in the middle was just pure shit, and it never needed to happen. Yeah. Uh, the only reason that I liked the most recent Bill and Ted movie was because he was forced to shave off that fucking goatee. And he looked... Yeah, finally. He looked goofy as hell the entire fucking <laughs> movie. Like, he was playing his old role, that kind of dumbass thing that he did with the Bill and Ted movie, and just... I'm watching him, and it's like, you look so goofy! I could not... And Alex Winter looked like Alex Winter has forever. <laughs> like... He didn't look like he had aged. No. And he is just as funny as he was like that. I need more Alex Winter. Forget Keanu Reeves. I love Alex Winter. He was funny as hell. He was weird. So We need more of that. We need more of that weirdness. We need more more of that. More innocent weirdness. Innocent weirdness. You know? Like, uh, you know what I'm watching after we get done here tonight? What? One of the worst movies Jake Gyllenhaal has ever made. Did you say Gyllenhaal, you piece of shit? Yes. Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal. I don't care. This is Gif and Jif all over again. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, Jake. I'm not saying his last name because I don't want to piss you okay. off. Okay. I'm watching. Okay. I'm watching Bubble Boy. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bubble I Boy. Alright, so. I am watching the second Amazing Spider Man. Right, I actually have to sit down, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting the second that they allow purchase of that movie, the newest one. Yeah, the second they allow purchase. I don't want to. I don't want to buy a whole subscription just to rent a movie. Nope. I won't. What I've been doing, I do the sneaky thing. I go out and buy the new movie, take the voodoo code out, and then I go over to Bull Moose and bring it back and say, "Here you go." Yep. <laughs> nice. I've watched the movie. <laughs> I kept that little piece of paper. No, we're. Uh, I'm waiting to watch the new No Way Home movie until Fredo sees all of the Spider-Man movies. He's seen all the Tom Holland and all of the fucking um... Andrew Garfield. Nope. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. He's seen Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland, but he hasn't seen Andrew Garfield. I cannot. And... I cannot forgive the Venom episode. I cannot forgive the third one. That. Him dancing oh my god, around. nobody can. Nobody can forgive that. That, oh god. That should never have existed. No, never. Emo Peter Parker? No. Mind you, that, that whole thing 
It, it's that not was even... all the fucking rat. That was all the rage, though. It wasn't in even. Com- it wasn't even comic book accurate. No, it no. wasn't canon at all. Nothing, nothing about that was. And Toby, <laughs> not just Toby Maguire, but Topher Grace, basically being Venom. So many people you could have picked. So many people, and you went with Topher Grace. Honestly, didn't hate Topher Grace. He needed to get out of that geeky fucking that 70s show shit. There are things that I have watched Topher Grace in that I have absolutely loved. Okay. Have you seen him in Black Mirror? No, I have not yet. He was really good in Black Mirror. There was a really bad movie that I liked him in. It was a bad romantic comedy called Dating Tad Hamilton. Didn't see it. It was horrible. But it was I'm like... I'm glad I didn't see it. It was the kind of horrible that I love. Like, it was such a shitty movie that I couldn't stop laughing. And I wasn't yeah. laughing at the stuff that they wanted you to laugh at. It was just things going off in my head like, oh my fucking god, really? <sighs> <sighs> so, and I, right. I won't Let's make you watch it either. I won't make you watch it either because I'm, I'm sticking by my guns. We really don't do romantic comedies on this fucking show. You can't make me watch it. No. What? There is the most romantic comedy. Nobody can make me do anything. I'm a strong, independent woman who you don't need no man. The most romantic comedy that we have ever watched on this show is Tammy and the T-Rex, and that's about as close as I'm getting. All right. <laughs> All right, on behalf of myself and Miss B, thank you for sitting down Au and revoir. listening to our Nobody podcast, and uh, take us away. Drink some fucking water, you thirsty bitches! <laughs>